Hello and welcome for another episode of Fekava Vet Chat. My interviewee today is a friend and a colleague of mine from Zagreb in Croatia. She uh, not only runs an emergency clinic, she also uh, raises four children. Um, and I know what I'm talking about because I'm one of four children, so my poor mother suffered the same fate. She's also a very active sportswoman. Then uh, she is representing the Croatian Small Animal Veterinary Association. And on top of that, she seems to be able to have a good time and enjoy Croatia uh, wherever, whenever sort of the remaining time is uh, making it possible. So hello and welcome to Lea Kresinger. Hi, Lea. Hi, Wolfgang. Thank you very much for uh, arranging this interview, Vet Chat, with me. I will be very happy to have some kind of fun here. And yes, I'm, I'm prepared for any kind of questions. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's good. I've, I, I, I just heard, I mean, you, uh, you, you had a pretty rough night. So you had your co first COVID vaccine and you you're still having a bit of a headache. I always thought about myself as some kind of tough person, but COVID, well, yeah, it was uh, it was not such a nice thing. And the shot as well, vaccination, uh, yeah, it was as well, you know, 24 hours of headache, which I don't like. So yeah, a night without sleeping. Yeah, okay. it was not pleasant. Well, night without sleeping doesn't seem to be so unusual for you. I mean, sort of uh, remembering your work schedules at, at times or how you manage sort of to, to, to get everything organized. So that was something I, I wanted to, to, to explore a little bit with you. I mean, you, you are for a lot of my female colleagues, you, you are a role model because you somehow seem to manage all these things so um, how you how you do that I mean let's let's talk first about your 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 clinic um, uh, uh, how um, uh, how long have you uh, uh, is your clinic now running and also what would interest me is sort of how did you manage uh, especially over there through the last 12 months well, work is very important to me, and uh, it is an important part of my life. Uh, and a lot of energy I put in building something that I thought should be some kind of a role model in Croatia at the time. Of course, it wouldn't be possible without all the people around me that are either good friends or part of my family or part of the team of the of, 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 of the clinic that I don't like to call mine it's because we may we all together make it functional and uh, and good so uh, it's it's uh, you know you 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 were a private practitioner and you know how much does it mean it's like your second family you spend there every day and people that work with you, Sometimes they see your bad sides and good sides, but they they are like another family for you. And you share your lot of, of your time and energy. And uh, 
sad and good moods with them. And at the end, you know, it's a place where every day you have to, to wake up and go there and do your job in a in the best way. So I was always thinking that if I would work, I, I never worked for anyone else in my life. I was always, yeah, from the first day I was my boss. Okay. So I always wanted to think that, you know, I wouldn't like to go to work somewhere where I would feel bad under pressure that uh, my boss is giving to me and that I'm restricted from the first day for the vacation. I, you know, what can I do, what I cannot do. So I didn't want to make a place where people would feel bad because they have to go there every day. So that was the first thing I was thinking mm. about how to make the place good for people that are there and then for the clients. So it, it's oh, the same thing. If I, if I may just butt, butt in, that, that was something I, I didn't I'm know. not businessman. That's my problem. Oh, oh well, but, but, but so, so after university, you started right away opening your own practice then? Or? Well, uh, well yeah. I was uh, volunteering in the in a different clinics mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to do physical therapy because that was the field that was not so well developed and we didn't have so we didn't know so much about physical therapy and there was a need and I couldn't open the place only for physical therapy it was not possible if you wanted to do any veterinary practice, it was only possible to do it um, in terms of vet veterinary practice with all, what does it mean? So with everything inside. And uh, I wanted to find some kind of hole in the system, what to do, but uh, I, I couldn't, I didn't know how. So, okay, I said, I will open one small practice and it will be, you know, in purpose for physical therapy. So two colleagues were working in practice and two of us were doing physical therapy. But it's, it's very, it's very, uh, uh, how would I say, it, it depends on, yeah. I, I started to receive every dog was for physical therapy what 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 you know every problem was physical therapy the dog cannot stand on a hind limbs it's physical therapy but yeah it started to happen that those are orthopedic problems neurology problems system it's internal medicine problem it's hormone problem it's a, a prostatic tumor problem it's not always like something that you have to do physical therapy so then i had to start to do my own diagnostics because you cannot limping dog yeah he has elbow dysplasia and then he goes for a month for physical therapy and you see that the dog is not getting better and you repeat the x-ray and you see osteosarcoma so i couldn't depend on other and then we started to do everything by, by ourselves. And then th 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 that's it. I wanted to do physical therapy 
And now I ended like something completely else. And that's, that was the reason why I started. And um, I, I didn't thought that at in five, six, seven, eight years, we will have the one of the biggest practices like referral one. Now we receive 70% of, of clients are referred clients. Yeah, yeah. and 24-7. Uh, mm. mm -hmm. How many yeah. vets are working at your clinic? At the moment, we have five vets, five technicians, and two people that are working as well. So administrative work. So 12 people. So, so I mean, how did you how did you cope now through the the COVID pandemic? Sort of has that obviously. I mean, it, it must have impact your your business as well quite a bit. But but how did that sort of go in Croatia over the last twelve months? I I'm too positive person in my life, so maybe I'm not right person to ask because. First of all, I was very happy that we were allowed to work. So we were not restricted. We were one that were allowed to even um, transpass through from one city to another because we were vets and with vet ID, you know, you were allowed to travel anywhere you wanted. Uh, we could work if we wanted to work but if you want to shorten your working time, it was allowed as well. So you were, it, it, it's amazing. And I was very happy and very proud. On the other hand, you know, uh, I, I asked myself at certain point, uh, and my, my employees, are you afraid? Do you think that we should work in a different way uh, are you afraid for your people, you know, for your parents and grandparents that you live at home? Do, if any of you feel bad and don't want to come to work, please tell me without any, you know, like, consequences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I won't be, it's not something that you should be ashamed or afraid. And then I realized that maybe some colleagues in Croatia are forced to work and don't have this possibility to say to their uh, boss, look, I have at home older people and kids and I'm afraid and so on. I was so lucky that guys in my clinic, they said, no, we don't have any problem. It's okay. We will come to work and, and that's it. So I, I, our practice was doing fine. We had more work than before because other practices were referring their patients to us. And uh, I didn't feel, and the best part was that we left the owners outside the clinic and just took the pets. And, you know, mm -hmm. so, so nice. <laughs> uh, that is that is something a lot of a lot of colleagues have, have, have said that to me. Actually, sort of, 
than just working with the patient together with the nurse and 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 with the out with it's our amazing well, we, did, think, we did extra, uh, we worked less and did more jobs. We, we had bigger number of patients, but we were working less. I, I worked like six hours. No, it was like five, five and a half hours and other, usually I work eight hours. And we were not mixing, so we split five five morning yeah. with the time and a team and b team yeah mm -hmm. yes and everything was working we we spared so much energy that we didn't have to to spend on talking to the owners and i it's don't just, have a problem to say that to the owners but what i what what what, what i felt was it takes just so much time because if you have to you have to get the the patient in from the from the owner outside and then you sort of you have to find out when what car is the owner sitting i mean some some surgeries do that quite well they already write sort of write a red volvo and uh, a blue ford or something like that and uh, that's speeding things up but then the clients are sometimes they've taken the dog for a walk so they they are gone. Yeah, and then they're not coming back. Then, yeah. They were pacing then... around our clinic. You know, <laughs> they were going around the clinic and take the piss, the owners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah, had yeah. to wait. So yeah, I was yeah. like, what they're doing here? They're pacing around the clinic. <laughs> and the, the toilet was open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well. <laughs> In any case, I, I felt that, that it was slowing things down, but uh, admittedly, sort of, if you have a good nursing team, sort of, then yes, you, you can really do the, 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 the examination and the treatment very efficiently. It's just sort of this running forwards and backwards, sort of reporting back to the clients. Uh, uh, first, sort of get the, the anamnesis, the clinical history, then you uh, come in, uh, examine the animal, then you go out again, report back what you found, what you are planning to do, then you go in again, you do what you have to do, then you have to bring the animal out again. You see, this is all I felt, this was all taking time, but you, you seem to have managed that much better than I. So. Well, we let them come in because of the big waiting room. And okay. Everything in a computer and took the animal. And uh, at the end, you know, one person can come inside because it's like 80 square meters of uh, waiting room. And one person inside, it's not a problem. So yeah. it's okay. Mm -hmm. we, but it was easier, much, much easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and then sort of uh, one big, uh, uh, well, point in your life is also, I mean, as I know, sort of physical fitness. So how do you manage to then to, 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 to combine sort of your workouts sort of with your work? Because I know you are working many, many hours sort of every day. And how how do you manage to 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 fit then the workouts in you know what S 
so many people ask me this question about balancing life, work, love, uh, you know, fun, everything. And I really don't know why other people cannot do that. You can do that. I know you. You are as well, you know, yeah. one person that... But, and you know but how it, much energy sport gives you. How much do you... When you try to do sports and that feeling after that you have, uh, it's something that gives you energy for during the day. And I, I really think, uh, not that I think, I, I can say, I don't, I can say that I may influence on many people with, uh, this um, life habits uh, and I'm very happy about it because I see that and they said to me that it makes so much easier some certain parts of their life I don't know how to say that maybe in the best way but that is first you always are crossing some kind of border you are trying to beat yourself to, to, to not to, how I say it, to, uh, to be a better, to, to, to uh, it's not easy for to say to me in English, maybe because it's not my, my, my language, but uh, you, when you feel that you are getting stronger, then it's easier for you to do certain other certain things in your life. Yeah, I also often sort of with sort of my I don't know to 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 try to for me to get exercise. And I mean the the, the way I always manage is I was uh, cutting back on sleep. That is not good. So um, uh, sort of a combination of not sleeping too much and then sort of drinking a fair amount of coffee. I think that gives you a few extra hours every day. So I did that for 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 a long time, and I still can do that. I'm very lucky with that. But I'm not a coffee drinker, so it's yeah. like now but, I sleep more. Yeah, but with sport, I I often felt the the best sort of time to exercise is when you don't want to exercise when you really think oh god i'm so tired for it i i don't want to have a workout or something like that and if you then manage to pull yourself up and then to just do it and then i mean don't 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 set out and say okay i do a really hard session now that that is really a killer but just start off gentle and say okay fine I just go for a 30 minute run or just a gentle workout on the treadmill or something like that. And once you, I often find once you are in it for five minutes or 10 minutes, your body yeah. is really sort of getting the first endorphin sort of kick and then says, actually, no, why not? Let's, let's keep going. It's sort of exercise. And then sometimes I had some really, really good workouts and uh, yeah. yeah. Then, if that is in the middle of the day or in the in the evening, sort of, uh, I feel better. In well, you get a second boost of energy sometimes. Or 
what I sometimes said, I, I worked out, had a shower and then went to bed and you bet I was sleeping damn well. So it was quite yeah. good. But it is... Yeah. I really think that it's, it's uh, something where you are trying to be better you and like you said, it's mm -hmm. not easy. For me, it was not easy to move it from afternoon. Every day after my work, I went for a workout, yeah. but I was always late. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, it was something, it was like half past five. And I said, that is the only way I will go from work and will not stay longer if I give to myself that at 5.30, I have to be at workout. Okay. Mm -hmm. But now, after two years, I completely, it took a while to put it in seven in the morning. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's much better for, uh, for me, but I learned how to go away from my work because now I don't stay until eight or nine because for two or three years I was going from work and nothing happened. The world didn't fall apart. So now I can go from work, but I go home. I go cooking and I go with my dogs and uh, with kids and so on. But I leave workout for seven in the morning and it mm. was not easy. Really, it was not easy for me to get earlier. I was thinking, why the hell I need this? Um, to get up before six o'clock to make a breakfast for kids and everything for work and take the bag and then go but then now i i wouldn't change it it's it's excellent mm. um, yeah habit yeah. it's a good thing that's Any something i'm i'm always envious when people can do that because i'm i'm not a morning person so i i occasionally if 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 it well Usually, and my my wife hates it, it's in the holidays that I then sort of, if we are somewhere where it's nice and warm and light or so, then I'm up at six o'clock and then I go running or something like that. But that is really unusual. It's more the other way around that I do sessions in the evening and, uh, I, and, and that helps me to distress quite a bit and... Uh, I can I can fit that in, but but oh, in the morning, sort of the so kudos to you that you have the discipline. So, but you said it was a process. It was not in. It was a process because I was not a morning person as well, and it, I thought that it's not possible. But that that uh, some kind of you know mental strength that you have to make and try, and then you do it. And I'm I I like to say that these things like outdoor sports like walking around and so on it's not like that sport for me is something where you almost throw up and then that that's it I, you know riding a bike and just extreme sports are interesting to me and somewhere where you have to pass that border where you think it's not possible that's sport for me and maybe that's the difference between you know, like. Well, there would be the difference between uh, between us as well. So I, I mean, thankfully, I so I can motivate myself, and 
if I think, okay, let's put the hammer down and do a hard session, then I do a hard session. I don't need any encouragement for that. But sometimes I don't feel like it. And I also think sort of I, it, sort of sport is, can be very, very varied. So I also think, for example, the hiking sort of I, uh, I do. If you, if you, if you hike for, for six or eight hours through the mountains with a backpack, I put that down as a as a training session. I consider that as a training session. So, but uh, and and that's also one of the, the ways I can motivate myself because then then I if if I would go into every workout session and say create. <laughs> but really... sometimes you do workout session. You know, we I like hiking as well, and you know everything uh, that is related to outdoor. But if someone asks me, how do you keep yourself in a good shape in matters of, I don't know, uh, physical uh, look of the body, you know, it, you cannot do that if you walk yeah. around the lake. It's not mm. like that. So it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's different. It's different thing. Although I, 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 I think you often find that people who have uh, uh, who are, um, you know, it's a chicken and egg thing, but people who um, uh, uh, are combined. physically quite, no, no, but people who are physically quite strong uh, or, 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 or quite fit, you often find that um, uh, they approach, um, uh, they are also just more mobile and, 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 and that again sort of keeps them fit. So these are people, they if say I don't know if somebody is at the door, uh, uh, for example, they it doesn't take them half an hour sort of to get up from the sofa to walk over somewhere or so. So yeah, getting in, getting out somewhere, getting up, or for example, a, a physiotherapy with a dog, for example, they they make themselves a physical effort rather than saying, yeah, okay, let's somebody let's do this or that or so they. They work their body the whole day, and I I often felt sort of a small animal practice. Okay, it's not the same sort of demanding physically demanding as large animal practice, but uh, not every large dog needs to go on the consulting room table. Where is the problem here? Sort of to going down on the floor level, sort of more with a dog, for example, and then bend yourself you know, or, 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 or stretch while you are doing that or so. So I always consider so my consultations a little bit of a mini workout. Obviously that was not one. I have to say that my technicians, they're all younger than me. They're near 30. So uh, I, I was talking with them and I learned them and, and uh, they are all now in some kind of sport. Yeah. But how to take the dog and put him on the table and off the table? Mm. Because when you see your client, how they're doing it, I say always, please don't. I will do it. No matter that I, for them, I don't know, I'm a doctor and something like that, because they will leave their spine in my in my in my exam room so i rather do do it for my technicians 
Yeah, and that's mini, and that's a mini workout every day. Ten dogs. It's well, yeah, and, and I mean, you you also know how to lift. Mm -hmm. So how to what to do and what not to do, and hopefully your team does as well. That you really say, wait a moment, yeah. sort of, you are lifting wrong, and if you continue lifting with a with a boat back, sort of in and out of the cage again and again and again, it's not good. Use your legs, sort of, and or have a second person entire on top of that, and don't bend like this and like that. Make the huge difference. Mm -hmm. I would really, if I could uh, recommend to do something in a primary school, uh, that would be certain things related to movement of the body, which yeah. is uh, how to lift and how to make a squat. Mm. And, you know, it would make so much uh, mm. good for people if they learn it in the early lifetime. Mm. So, so we we were talking about veterinary medicine and sports. So, so how do you manage to to uh, then also fit all your kids sort of into that? So, you 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 mentioned sort of you, especially when they were they were little, sort of you you had some support through through friends and uh, family. Um, no no one, no one said to you during your life, how is it to be a parent? No one teach, teaches you that. And uh, sometimes you don't have a role model because you know you don't uh, look around and you don't see how people are doing. You don't think about it. And then it happens to you. And my father told me, uh, well, it's like a puppy. If it's fed and if it's on dry, it's okay. And my parents were like, huh, I, I cannot say that uh, some, they did something wrong, right? No. They, 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 they did a pretty good thing with, with me and my sister. But from perspective now, I can see that we were really independent. And so when he said that to me, that was, his, uh, his, um, his opinion and how he sees it. And he said that to me. And at that time for me, it was like, okay, it makes sense. You know, all these creatures that we have in veterinary practice and in, in the animal world, you know, they have that mom and it's, it must be easy. Don't, don't, make, uh, don't make it complicated. And that's what I did with my kids. So I, I, I try to be very simple and uh, maybe it's Spartanic way of, <laughs> of well, uh, it, you, you, well, I was not carrying them around uh, when, because first night when they were crying, I was like, if I now carry them, then they will cry. So I didn't carry. And mm. they didn't cry anymore. Mm. Only a little when they were hungry or needed to be diapered to be changed. And that's it. And it was for 15, 20 minutes. And then they went to sleep. 
they, they try not, you know, they try to cry, but then I didn't react. So I didn't have grandma and grandpa really like in maybe in, in some uh, like like my grandmother was. So I didn't uh, have anyone to to say if it was good or bad. For me, it was the only way because you know I was thinking I I want to sleep as well during the night. So the second and the kid was always going with us everywhere we went uh, with the with with the car in the you know travel whatever and then the second kid came and it is almost the same when you have one and two so then yeah third came and the fourth <laughs> and, fourth. <laughs> and it was all in uh, it's uh, like it's in five it's uh, in uh, six years. Yeah. So during six years, four children. And what happens basically? You have to work. They are always with you. Uh, they went to kindergarten. So one came, one then the fresh one came. One went to kindergarten. Always one was always with me. Uh, so. I don't know how it's possible, but I think that female person is somehow have this strength inside that it's a drive in your head. You just have to do it. If someone would give me it now, I would say, Jesus, it's, it's not crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You cannot do that like when you're older, maybe. Mm. Maybe one is okay, but I, I couldn't do it now. I wouldn't have nerves. I don't know how to do it. Well, you, 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 you say that, but then I think as every, uh, as uh, you are older, the, the, the body and the mind adjust to a lot of things. And if the demand would be thrown at you suddenly and you would have to do this, I mean, for whatever sort of reason, yes, you might be surprised actually. Some, 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 there are women that have 10 children. In the past, they had really many children, so it, it's manageable. It depends on your age, probably. And the, I also think, sort of, with children, with children as veterinary families, sort of, the, a lot of outsiders would say, "Oh, how lovely! Your mum or your dad is a vet, so lucky you." Or so, so. But I think they have a tough old life <laughs> because sort of traditionally it was in the same way as with the farms it was quite often that the kids were hauled in and uh, already at a fairly early age uh, oh can you answer the phone or um uh, uh, can you hold on to this animal here or yeah. um uh, uh, can you walk this dog or something like that so they <laughs> sort of part of the team usually sort of unpaid and and then yeah it's a sort of independence which in today's society is maybe is, is, uh, uh, somewhat lagging mm -hmm. so that that there are two possibilities children uh, uh, have one thing is that they sit in front of a screen and the parents know okay they sit in front of the screen that's where they are or the um 
the rest of the time is they are, especially here in the UK, I find it very, very strongly, sort of they are under some sort of uh, supervised activity or pre-arranged activity. So it has to go really from one class to the next to the next. And whatever they do in their, in, in their free time is basically scheduled for them and sort of all the time under parents' control that the kids just go outside and have to decide what they want to do with themselves and, and, and sort of with their friends, but without a previous plan, this is becoming less and less and less and less. And I think that is a big, big shame. And I think something like this is really important to build confidence and a personality later in life. And I think it's no great harm if there is a fair amount of independence from a very, very early age on. That's what I say. No one learns you, no one teaches you how to be a good parent. And a certain part of my parenthood, I thought that I was really bad parent because I didn't uh, spend time with my kids like I heard it should be. You know, you have to write the homework with them, you have to read with them, you have to be creative with them. So many things that I should have done with them, I didn't do. Uh, it was completely different lifestyle. They were with each other, they were helping each other, they teach, they, uh, they, they were learned from each other, they, uh, they, they saw how to help each other and they were on their own but I was with them, behind them, behind the scenes. And now, now when they're older, so the oldest one is 18, they're completely mm -hmm. and completely independent mm -hmm. in terms that, you know, if you want to go and, uh, how do you say, for driving license, mm -hmm. the old, eldest son, he found himself where, uh, when, he did everything, exams, everything yeah. on his own. Mm. And if I speak with other parents, they, like they have to do everything. You don't have to do. Mm. Mm. And, and whenever they are, they, they organize themselves to go to States last year in February before COVID. So they were there for three weeks. Uh, they travel around, they, they organize their lives and I'm very happy now. And I don't see, I don't think that they, they will say to me one day that I'm guilty of something, but I am aware that I was not mother of the year every year. I was not maybe there when I should have been in certain moments. But now maybe they're a little bit tougher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. Well, so just to finish it off, how how are how have you planned your summer now? Any chance for you to travel, or will it be a Croatian summer? How how does it generally look now with people in Croatia and in the surrounding? No, like you already mentioned. I'm working some other things uh, beside my everyday work, which is uh, 
Fecava, something for Fecava, something for WSAVA, uh, something for our association. And it is really less job than until two years ago, three, four years ago, because of COVID. But there is something else that I wanted to do. And uh, I did it last, last year for the first time. And this year, I hope it will be again possible. Uh, and it's completely different. It doesn't have anything with veterinary world. And it's a support to gay community in Croatia. So uh, I really have a lot of people that are from uh, gay community in Croatia. Mm -hmm. Uh, we wanted to do some kind of festival. So last year during COVID in July, end of July, uh, we did a weekend and it was a really good, let's say, uh, afternoon sunset party, one on a boat and one on an island in Rovin. And this year uh, uh, we, are, we hope that we will do it as well. Mm -hmm. the uh, last weekend of July. So we are planning at the moment this. And related to travel, yes, I hope I will travel, but at the moment I don't know where because of the, we cannot plan anything. I wanted to go to Israel, but uh, they are closed still, uh, mm -hmm. probably until the August it will be like that. Mm -hmm. So no, like stiff plan now mm. but mm. yeah that's something that well at least sort of living in croatia you 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 have the advantage that i mean you have everything <laughs> sort of i mean in the in, in the summer sort of people from my part of the world they they would love to uh, to be able to to go to croatia for for summer holidays if you don't like it so warm, I mean, sort of the mountains and also Slovenia is just around the corner. So last weekend, uh, last weekend it, I was sailing. I went sailing for four days. It was beautiful. And uh, next weekend, I hope I will go climbing, uh, hiking uh, on Velebit. So it's yeah. possible. It's possible yeah, yeah. to organize yeah. your time. Well, and the important thing is do it now. Do it now, do it while you can, and yeah, well, sort of don't put life at all on hold, even if sort of the, the world around you says sort of do. I mean, the thing is, when, yes, if, if we are told not to travel, then we have to see what we can do. But at once we are allowed to do these things or with it, especially sort of with the hiking, for example, also with the sailing, this is, this is, I mean, it's sort of sport. You can hardly think about more COVID conformed sport. If you are out in the fresh air, you are not sort of in a in a confined room, breathing, rebreathing the the air of, of other people. So it's excuses, uh, excuses, excuses. You know how it goes. Always excuses. If you want to do something, you will do it. Do it exactly. Good, Leah. Thank you very much for um, this great interview. Um, if uh, anyone would like to comment on the interview or has any suggestions uh, for future episodes of Fekava VetChat, please email us on vetchat at fekava.org. 
Um, I hope you have a nice day and a nice evening. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you for another episode of Recover Vet Chat soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you.